Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910 or 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. On this Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, 62 degrees outside. It is 410. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. And if you're running... For an office here in Northeast Pennsylvania, you want to call in, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but I am going to ask you tough questions. Um, you know, we had the, the last caller, Linda, running for Wilkes-Barre City Council. You know, and I asked what specific ideas she was talking about. You know, things cost too much. And salary, pension, and benefits are, are one of the main cost factors. Well, I asked for specifics. What are you going to do? Are you going to cut police? Are you going to cut fire? Are you going to cut sanitation? Are you going to cut street services? Well, you know, what, what do you cut there? And, you know, and she mentioned about the city council uh, stipends, uh, that there, there's, I guess, a $400 increase for each. Well, $400 increase for the five members, that's $2,000. A $4,000 health care buyout is $20,000. That's 0.04% of their overall budget. Really not a cost savings factor. Uh, and if you get in a little more, they do meet every Tuesday. So I understand that she said that was their part-time position. Uh, they do meet every Tuesday. Be it with it may. I'm not from Wilkes-Barre, but, you know, I put the facts out there. But if you're going to call, I'm going to ask you tough questions. If you're running on a platform, I want to know what your specific ideas are. I want to know how you're going to do the things you're saying you're going to do, and I'm going to ask you those questions. So just be uh, forewarned for that. Well, it's 4-11 here in northeast Pennsylvania, and it's Tuesday, which means Tuesday with Tommy Marquez, our uh, Navy veteran who uh, was a senior staff member in Congress for many years, and now he advocates for everything as far as our veterans go and what they, they've earned and what they deserve. And I understand he's got a great lineup with Veterans Day coming up. Tommy, thanks for joining us on the Rob O'Donnell Show. Hey, Rob. How's it going? All right, all right. How are you doing? Did you vote today? I, you know what? It's kind of funny. Uh, I just moved to Texas, and because of the changes and how long I've lived here, I do not have a Texas driver's license yet. Oh. And so I am not eligible to vote here because they've got different rules and stipulations. So once that comes through, believe me, I will be voting. I would vote back in California, but I actually believe in the integrity of the process, and I'm not going to you know, participate in something in an area that I don't live in. There you go. Even though you still uh, have a California, for years. even though you still has a you have a California driver's license, uh, you are officially a resident of Texas. You have moved there, and it's great integrity on your part to do the right thing. Right, and, and I mean it's fair to say that my vote wouldn't go far in California anyway. But uh, <laughs> I do encourage everyone who is <laughs> I do encourage everyone who is eligible to vote. That is, as, a, as an American immigrant and as a former service member, I'm telling you vote everyone's got complaints about the government and i always tell people two things you can do and whether you know i always hear oh we elect the same people not if you go out there and you vote that's your way of having a peaceful protest in my mind uh that's the most effective way is to vote people out that you don't like so keep that in mind uh americans and good on you for asking those tough questions rob because i always hear about budget cuts too and i don't necessarily know uh, from time to time, like, you know, where people I always hear people saying, you know, members of Congress should make less. And I tell them, well, there's like 532 members. So if they get a $10,000 pay cut. That is not solving our uh, budget crisis. So I keep that in mind. Yep. But hey, 
I want to talk to veterans, and, and I want to explain something right off the get-go that, you know, I, this is not a solution by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it the most important thing to do on the Veterans Day. However, with all that said, there's incredible deals for veterans and active duty service members on Veterans Day. And I never even knew about this when I was active duty, and I wish I did because there's so many good things. And so I compiled the list. And, of course, this is all on my social media platform, uh, at Tommy Marquez Consulting on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I put out a bunch of videos with specific information regarding these deals. But I want to cover some for everyone. And, listen, you may not necessarily like this place, but I'm just putting out a, a wide variety of discounts and deals so that maybe one of them you'll like. So the first one is Farmer Boys Veterans. Uh, day deal that they have for farmers boys uh, restaurants and they make a really good hamburger and they're giving away a free big cheeseburger to all veterans in active duty on Saturday November 11th and that veterans day deal all you need to do is show proof of service and you can get that there you don't have to buy anything else you don't have to you know have somebody buy a meal or buy a soda you get the meal for free so that is a 100% free meal for veterans on that day uh, which is really phenomenal. Starbucks is giving a free tall coffee uh, to veterans in active duty on November 11th. So free tall coffee at Starbucks, that's like $50, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <joking> <laughs> aside, but <laughs> uh, you get a free tall coffee that day. Now, there's some other great restaurants like Golden Corral. They're doing a military appreciation night on Monday the 13th. And from 5 p.m. to close, active and former military members are invited to go for their military appreciation night, and they can receive a free complimentary meal at Golden Corral. So different than Farmer Bros, different level of food, but a free meal for a, for a veteran or active duty service member. So that's very nice of them to do. All right, every sailor's favorite restaurant, Hooters. They've got a great Veterans Day deal on November 11th. For active, uh, active duty and veterans, who present proof of service or a military ID, if they purchase a beverage, they can get a free dinner entree. That's, uh, they've got several uh, menu options, a buffalo chicken salad, a buffalo chicken sandwich, a chicken sandwich, a hot, uh, Hooters burger, and 10-piece boneless wings. It's funny, I put out the video for Hooters, and a lot of service members came back to me and said, they sell food there? And so, <laughs> uh, it, it is really nice of them to do that. That's a great uh, discount for veterans. All you got to do is buy a drink. Uh, the Manhattan Bagel Veterans Day deal is really cool. They've got one where veterans and active duty service members get a free regular size coffee on Veterans Day. Uh, Pete's Coffee is doing a free cup of coffee also for Veterans Day. So for coffee, we should be set. Between those three places, uh, the Veterans can get a free cup of coffee wherever they go. Olive Garden uh, has a special deal on Veterans Day that you get a free entree from their special menu, and the entrees are served with unlimited soup, house salad, and their world-famous garlic breadsticks. I have to tell you that their garlic breadsticks, I've done a survey on them. They're about as addictive as cocaine. Be careful if you get them. When you get one, you will eat more. Those are all really, really good. Now, the number one deal that I saw uh, and from a restaurant that I frequent, and I just did the video yesterday, and it got lots of laughs, but Perry's Steakhouse. 
if you're if you live near one, I'm telling you, you want to go to Perry Steakhouse on Veterans Day Eve. They're having a free lunch. Yes, free for veterans and active duty service members to get a free pork chop uh, meal on Friday, November 10th. And it's from dine-in from 10.30 to 5 p.m. Reservations are required, and you do have to bring some sort of pr uh, proof that you're a veteran or a active duty service member, but the meal looks phenomenal. And unlike a lot of other places, the meal that they show in their uh, photos, it literally looks like that when you go there. But to top that, they've got a deal on Veterans Day itself also, Perry Steakhouse, and it's a three-course menu option for $39. Normally when you go to Perry's, a $39, $39 covers a drink normally. But on November 11th, they got a dine-in only from 4 to 6 p.m. Reservations are required, so you want to reserve, uh, you want to RSVP in advance, and you could get their three-course meal, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, and it's a USDA prime steak, which is music to my heart, trust me. And that's for $39. And that is a deal. Perry Steakhouse, it's not McDonald's, everybody. It is a world-class restaurant. Um, I go there for special occasions all the time. And I want to thank them for doing that. Also, uh, if, you're, if you're out there looking <laughs> and you, you, know, you don't like Hooters, you don't like Perry's, you want something in between Twin Peaks. They're doing a free lunch on November 11th for veterans, and they get to pick from uh, menu options. Like There's like a cheeseburger, a chicken salad, shrimp, street tacos, and they also get uh, a coupon for, uh, for force responders on that day as well uh, to get a really big discounted meal. So there's tons of options. There's tons of retailers that I'm also doing on my Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube page, at Tommy Marquez Consulting. Shinola's giving big discounts on their watches. You know, 15% off a $600 watch is is uh, is quite a bit of money. But also with Shinola, if you love America, they're the best watch American watch manufacturer out there right now. And they use Swiss parts and everything's made in Detroit. Uh, I heard that Mac Belts, which is a former Navy SEAL, that he's doing a discount for Veterans Day. Black Rifle Coffee is doing a discount every day for Veterans so there's tons of options for veterans. I highly encourage you, if you are a veteran, to take, you know, or, or active duty, to go ahead and, and, you know, use some of these services, use some of these discounts, try some of these products. Let's support companies that support veterans. Yeah, I know local and, here in Tommy uh, on the East Coast, we have a Mission Barbecue chain. There's one here in Wilkes-Barre, and I know they're all down on the East Coast. There's three of them in Annapolis. They're all over the place. Uh, they offer a free sandwich to veterans on Veterans Day as well, so that's something local for here. But I appreciate your update, yeah. and as always, they could follow you at TommyMarquez.com, at TommyMarquez.com, right. on all your social media handles. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks again. It's uh, 421 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thank you, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet traffic update. There's a minor accident on the KC Highway, Route 6 East in Dunmore. That doesn't seem to be holding anything up too much. We have bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic barely moving. Orem to Jackson Street in on, on Main Avenue in Scranton. That is bumper-to-bumper -bumper and all jammed up. Also, a possible delays on Mulberry Street in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic.
Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, becoming partly cloudy and cold, low 36. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds and chilly, high 45. Thursday, spotty showers early, partly sunny in the afternoon, high 55. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 55 again. It's uh, 62 degrees here on this Tuesday, November 7th, the election day. Make sure you get out there and vote at 422. Just a couple hours left here at uh, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 426, 62 degrees outside, getting dark out earlier and earlier. You know, speaking of Veterans Day, uh, up in my neck of the woods, Greenfield Township is their community park and veterans memorial is looking to uh, have an, uh, an opening of it this Saturday, November 11th, 2023 at 2 p.m. They're hosting a veterans memorial dedication ceremony for their new memorial up there. A flyover with two vintage World War II airplanes is planned with uh, pilots, a uh, Original Piper L4J Grasshopper and a Boeing Cadet Stearman primary trainer. We're going to have Major General John Gronsky, U.S. Army, retired as a keynote speaker. Uh, it's, again, that's 2 o'clock up in Greenfield Township, right across from their uh, township building where the Greenfield Fire Department is. Uh, I'll be in attendance as well there. This is a great asset up there, and I'm looking to have them in maybe sometime the end of this week to talk about this event up in Greenfield Township, where the Greenfield Township Community Park and Veterans Memorial will be unveiled. They are doing engraving for people's name and such, and uh, they're on Facebook, so you could just check them out, Greenfield Township Community Park and Veterans Memorial. And again, I'm looking to have some representatives from their group in later in the week before this Saturday's event. And again, I plan on being there Saturday, take some pictures and put them out for you. Uh, got a text message in, hey, Rob, just voted in Moscow area. I was number 350. A lot of votes for the Moscow area. It's a popular area over there. If you uh, have voted or you plan on voting, let me know how you did, any issues, you know, and who you voted for. Feel free to, to put that out there, 570-883-0098. Well, new emails from the Department of Homeland Security show that they created a Stanford disinformation group that censored speech before the 2020 elections. And uh, you know which way they censored, right? So uh, new emails um, unveiled by the House Judiciary Committee, exclusively obtained by the New York Post. The House panel's 103-page staff interim report says, never before seen emails and internal communications were obtained from the group known as the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, and show how it worked with the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, CISA, to flag, suppress, and remove online speech in coordination with big tech companies. Now, we saw a little bit of this when Elon Musk took over Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X, that the FBI had their own onboarding, Part, but here's the Department of Homeland Security agencies working with the Stanford Group. One of EIP's founding partners, the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, described CISA's central role in the alleged censorship effort in a July 31, 2020 email. 
I know the council has a number of efforts on broad policy around the elections, but we just set up an election integrity partnership at the request of the Department of Homeland Security and are on weekly comms to debrief about disinfo, the lab's senior director, Graham Brookie, wrote. The staff report says the federal government and universities pressured social media companies to censure true information, jokes, and political opinions. They have a copy of the actual email. The pressure was largely directed in a way that benefited one side of the political aisle. True information posted by Republicans and conservatives was labeled as misinformation, while false information posted by Democrats and liberals was largely unreported and untouched by the censors. The misinformation posts were made public. Officials such as former President Donald Trump, Senator Tom Tillis, a Republican in North Carolina, Republican Tommy Massey, Republican of Kentucky, media outlets such as Newsmax and others, and many conservative commentators. The Judiciary Report also find that while under the purview of the Department of Homeland Security Counter Foreign Influence Task Force, the central focus of the Fed's effort was to censor Americans engaged in core political speech in the lead-up to the 2020 election. DHS acknowledged that it could not openly endorse a centralized portal to flag information in a May 2020 email release of the staff reports, which cleared the way for the Stanford's EIP to take up the effort in July of this year. So DHS tells the Stanford group, EIP group, that, hey, we can't do this ourselves, so you can do it, and we're going to meet weekly, and we're going to tell you where we're at and give you you know, the, the rundown on what, what you should be recommending that gets censored. The task force used a, tastic, a tactic known as switchboarding to refer to removal requests from state and local official Facebooks, Twitter, and other social media sites, which CISA Director Brian Scully confirmed in testimony in a bombshell case, Missouri versus Biden. So... Not only did we find that the FBI was in cahoots with Twitter, now X, in especially things like the Hunter Biden laptop and such like that. That came up now. But now, before 2020, you have the Department of Homeland Security Division working with universities to set up their own recommendations for social media saying, hey, these things, we declare these things as misinformation. You need to take them down. But it was all being funneled through the Department of Homeland Security because they couldn't do it themselves. Interesting. So one of the reasons why I say do your own research. Social media is not always the place to go. Funnel your places. Look at different news organizations. Do your research. Do your due diligence because the world we make for our future, we have to partake in. We have to be part of it. So uh, do your do your homework, research your your information wherever you get it from. But just know that the government in multi-roles was looking to interfere with what you find on social media. So it's uh, 4.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 4.39 here. W-I-L-K. It's a point in the show where we honor our local heroes across America. 81 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Four of them from here in Pennsylvania. 
We're going to start off with Trooper Todd Carly Kelly. Pennsylvania State Police in 2001 was killed by a vehicle on I-78 in Robinson Township. Police Officer Russell Clifford Long, Philadelphia Police Department in Pennsylvania. In 1954 on this day, suffered a fatal heart attack while assisting an officer to disperse a crowd at the Philadelphia Municipal Stadium following a Catholic League High School football championship game. Policeman Thomas J. Fitzgerald of the Philadelphia Police Department in 1931 was struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver on Roosevelt Avenue and Folkrod Street. And we have uh, game protector Joseph McDew. Pennsylvania Game Commission in Pennsylvania in 1915. He was shot and killed while searching the woods for poachers in Carbon County. The suspect in the case told the police he had accidentally shot the game protector McHugh while unloading his shotgun. The suspect was charged with murder and the district attorney was seeking the death penalty. The suspect was found not guilty at his trial. And those are our four from this area in Pennsylvania. Let me go to the phone. We have uh, Paul from Kingston on voting numbers. Paul. Uh, yes, uh, Rob. Uh, some time ago, um, uh, somebody said that there was a, a difference between the number that they were said to be in voting and the number they saw on the machine. Yes. Okay, now this is always going to be the case. I'll explain why. I worked the polls for more than 25 years. I'm missing that. And uh, the number that you're given... You're like the 150th voter. That's everybody signing in to vote. The number you see on the specific machine where you're voting is the number uh, just in the votes in that specific machine. And I presume every has at least two machines or more. So the, the number you see on the machine is never going to match the number that you're given. Now, what happens is each machine is only calculating the data for that specific machine throughout the day. Part of the close-up procedure is you, you know, plug the machines into each other and they sort of talk to each other, so to speak, and come up with the, uh, uh, the totals uh, for the entire polling place. And then that number uh, of uh, people voting will be the same, both where you sign in and out of the machines. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, Paul. I appreciate you clarifying that. Where my, where my polling place only has one machine, so it should match the number of voters that are there because we feed it into that. But I appreciate your clarification. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Paul. It's uh, 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. There's some slowing 81 southbound through the Scranton area and an accident on Commerce Road in Pittston. Nothing bad, though. Doesn't seem to be holding anything up. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, becoming partly cloudy and cold, low 36. Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds and chilly, high 45. Thursday, spotty showers early, partly sunny in the afternoon, high 55. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 55. It's currently, give me a second, 60 degrees at uh, 443 here at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio on this Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, Election Day. Make sure you get out there and vote. It is 60 degrees outside, 446. 
here in Northeast Pennsylvania. So what does that give you? Another three, three hours and 15 minutes to get your vote in. Make sure your, your voice is heard. Your vote is noted. Now, they were having the censure vote in Capitol Hill in Washington for Representative Rashida Tlaib for promoting false narratives regarding the October 7th, 2023 Hamas attack on Israel and calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. That's the bill title and description officially. The motion on the table has failed. There were 208 yeas, 213 nays, one present vote, and 11 not voting. GOP Representatives Buck, Duarte, Mike Garcia, Thomas Massey, McClintock, and Zinke all voted to table the censure resolution. One Democrat voted against tabling the resolution, Representative Schneider, and one voted present. That was Representative Susan Wilde, Democrat of Pennsylvania. So that motion has failed. So Representative Rashida Tlaib will not be censored from the House of Representatives. I have the uh, live House vote up now. So we'll we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on uh, there. I did get a text message. Let me see. Uh, hang on one second. Shavertown voting went very smoothly this morning. Great to hear. I gave my name, and when I put my ballot in, it was 37. Otherwise, Shavertown voting was nice. Somebody said, hey, Rob, I was wondering the same thing. I was number 26 when I gave my name, and when I put the ballot in, it was 37. All right, so there was more to that. Hey, Rob, after hearing the news about fentanyl that looks like heart-shaped candy, why do dealers want to kill their customers? Because the dealers really don't care. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, their motive isn't—it's it's not pure fentanyl. And, again, it's not, it's not uh, monitored. It's made by drug dealers. It's made by drug, uh, you know, illegal drug manufacturers. So it's not precise. So, no, they're, they're, their uh, goal is not to— kill their customers, but rather make it more and more appealing, get more and more people hooked like teenagers, like kids. They don't care. They're drug dealers. Just looking through some text messages now. I did get a text message saying that they're just getting into the area and listen now. Did we talk about the uh, Nashville Shooters Manifesto? Uh, You know, I did touch on it yesterday. I do have the three pages that have been released. The Nashville Police Department today, earlier today, did confirm that they are the actual parts of the manifesto. So that was one of my concerns, that there was no corroboration, even though the local NBC News outlet said that it was uh, valid, they were legitimate. There was really no official means from uh, showing that they were. But this morning, the Nashville police department did say that they are investigating the release of three pages of the manifesto so they they basically verified that these are three pages of many that has been released and and they're extremely trouble troubling and and we might go through them but you know i want to touch on some other things first being it's election day and and you know we have our area here 
that's that's on the the cusp in a lot of places. There's a lot of turnout in certain areas. Like I'm getting a lot of text message from the Moscow area and the North Pocono area. So what's going on up there? And let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Carol from Falls on voting. Carol, how are you? I'm doing fine, Rob. I enjoy your show every day. Thank you. Um, I appreciate I you listening. In, I voted in Falls. That's in Wyoming County, and I was number 150. But when I put it in the box, it came up 48 or 148. I asked the lady there, and she said, well, we had two people that made boo-boos. So that's why it was off, because two papers weren't put in the machine. So it only counts the ones that are put in the machine. So it does, and there's only one machine at that particular place. Okay. Now, yeah, I know if you if you make an if you make a mistake on your ballot, they can void that ballot and issue another one. But it's got to be done by the official poll workers there. So that's a way to do it. Right. Other than that, was there a good? Did, were there people waiting to vote? Did you pass people coming in and out? There were people coming in and out. It wasn't real busy, but I didn't have any trouble, and they said there hadn't been any trouble today. There are any big elections up by you for this this election? Just um, no. There's a few that didn't have anybody listed, like the auditor and a couple other things for the courthouse. But the supervi- the uh, we had supervisors to vote for, and we had. Um, yeah, I think your county commissioners up in Wyoming County are not running opposed. They're unopposed, so that should be just a straight vote, correct? Right, right. There's three names on the ballot. It says vote for two. Okay. So I'm not sure about that. But thanks a lot, and I enjoy your program. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for checking in. Let us know how your vote went today. I'm glad your vote was heard. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Um. Got a text message and say what you want about Pelosi. She was able to get what she wanted through the House to leave benefits from the dysfunctional GOP. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I know Thomas Massey has talked about uh, against censoring on multiple occasions, and, you know, he sticks to his values. He's done it for both Republicans and Democrats, but it's interesting. It's even more interesting that now. These Democrats are on the record for not censoring this anti-Semite who's who's I mean, she could spin it any way she wants. Uh, her her stance is pretty much on the record. So so we know. We know where she stands. We'll see. Uh, it's uh, 452 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. It's uh 456, 60 degrees outside. Again, today's Tuesday, November 7th, Election Day. Make sure you get outside. Make sure you get to your polling place and have your voice heard. Don't uh, not vote today. These votes, I know you might not seem they're all that important because we're not voting for senators, for congressmen, for our president. But these are truly the more important elections that affect our day-to-day lives. Our school boards, our city councils, our town councils, our borough councils, you know, our auditors, um, you know, the judges that are on the, the ballot is is truly imperative for which direction we move as a nation, which direction we move as a, as a commonwealth. So, uh, and, and not to mention our counties, especially when there's a lot of, uh, you know, assessments and buying new assets and expanding governments like here in Lackawanna County where they're starting their own health department. You know, it's truly, let's see what uh, what changes come. And while we have lame duck county commissioners looking to pile on the debt as they walk out the door, let's do whatever we can to stop the 
but uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot. You know, mayors, our city councils, to uh, give that balance to the mayors to where either they're going to do what's best for the city and not for their own political career, because that's the only way they're going to get something through. If it's beneficial for the city, then it should not be a partisan issue. If it's benefits for all, then it shouldn't be a partisan issue. If it becomes a partisan issue, then it's worth discussion, and you need that that vote to, to rein it in as we move forward. And talking about reining things in, um, California has a $25 health care minimum wage, and it's going to cost California $4 billion in its first year. And here's you know, your Gavin Newsom when he signed the bill in October of 2023, expanding paid sick leave as well. So this new California law raising the minimum wage for health care workers to $25 per hour will cost the state $4, million, $4 billion. And the state is already facing a deficit of $14 billion next year. Now, it, it does it in steps, increasing the minimum wage to $23 an hour starting in 2024 and reaching $25 an hour in 2026 for health care workers in medical facilities with 10,000 or more employees in fiscally responsibility is fiscally irresponsible, they're saying, particularly at a time when the state is facing a severe budget deficit, said the president of the Thomas W. Smith Fellow in Healthcare Policy. With a major shortage in doctors across the state, increasing spending and other categories, that puts pressure on budgets for physicians who couldn't result in even worse services overall. The positions are cut to accommodate higher costs in labor. Why is the government here, the government of California, getting involved with private health care facilities are paying their employees? And again, this is putting a $4 billion hurt on it next year. And a lot of these are state-run facilities. The California legislator concluded the fiscal impact of the bill was unknown. Well, why'd you vote for it then, if it's unknown? Incredible what's going on, and this seems to be flourishing more and more unless we put a stop to it. And where do you put a stop to it? The ballot boxes. When we come after 5 o'clock, maybe we're going to touch on this uh, manifesto that's out, because I, I think it needs to be heard.